come talk to you on what I call five reasons why I cannot fail. Tell somebody, say, I know I cannot fail. I, I feel in my spirit I cannot fail. Hallelujah. Five reasons why my future is guaranteed. Five reasons why my destiny is unbreakable. Five reasons why the enemy cannot prevail on my life. Can you please grab your Bible and let's just... Ooh, glory to God. God bless you, musicians. You are, you are just getting better. Thank God for this ministry. First John chapter 5 verse 4. Grab your Bible. Still stand. Glory to God. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. First John chapter 5 and verse 4. First John 5 and 4. Are you there, somebody? First John chapter 5 and verse 4. The Bible says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water and blood, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear, that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth. The spirit and the water and the blood. And these three are one. For we receive, if we receive the witness of man, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he had testified of his son. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We understand that our Christian experience gives us immunity over failure. Every believer in Christ Jesus, we are immune to failure. You cannot fail. Look at my eyes, everybody. It is not permitted for you to fail. It is not possible for you to fail. The life in Christ Jesus takes you ahead and higher than the realm of failure. I want you to understand that life is not a question of what you do alone, but it's a question of the realm that we're operating in. There's a realm that's above recession. There's a realm that's above sickness. And there's a realm that's above disease. There's a realm that's above failure. There's a realm that's above demonic attacks and satanic humiliation the Bible says we are made to sit with Christ in the heavenly places above principalities and powers and this is not just an elusive spiritual experience but it's a, it's a, it's a powerful kingdom experience that originates from the spirit and flows into all dimensions of your life it's not just in the place of prayer that you are made to sit with Christ in the heavenly places. You are made to sit with Christ in heavenly places in all ramification and in all situations of your life. You are made to sit in the heavenly places in your finances. You are made to sit in the heavenly places in your health. You are made to sit with heavenly places in all dimensions of life. If you know this, then you have started to articulate or to walk consciously in the reality of your new covenant uh, 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 blessing. So Christ has given us an advantage 
over the systems of the world. There's a system that controls the healthcare. There's a system that controls the money market. There's a system that controls people's future, people's career path. But in Christ, you operate on the higher level. You operate in the God realm. You don't operate in the man realm. Let me say something to you. In the spirit realm, there is hierarchy. In the political order, there is hierarchy. And, and when you understand the protocol of politics, of the protocol of the spirit, of the protocol of a system, you know how things operate there. When you go to the government house in Canada, everybody is given honor based on their offices. They know who the prime minister is. They know who the members of the parliament are. When there's a procession, if the queen of England was doing something, all the lords and all the, uh, 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 you know, uh, mayors and all the, you know, dukes and you name it, they all proceed, hallelujah, after their own order. Everybody wait for their turn. Everybody, they call them by their names. They call them by their titles they call them by their offices that is the way that the systems of the world and including the systems of heaven are, 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 are regulated now you understand that in the order of heaven we are made to sit with Christ some of you are afraid of witches you don't even know where witches belong in that order they are in the lowest of the lowest of the lowest now I'm not even talking about you being above witches I love the way Paul the apostle put it. He said above principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, hear me, and spiritual wickedness of this world. And so there is certain order in the spirit realm that proceed from principalities and powers. Do you even know the entities which the Bible refer to as principalities? That doesn't have to do with the local witchcraft or some occult grandmaster or some kind of a card reader or some somebody sorcerer who has a little a medium ball in some village mesmerizing people when the Bible talks about principalities it's talking about dominions in the heavenly realms that sit over regions that control atmospheric influences and determine the destiny of millions of people and the Bible says now principalities and powers hear me and rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places spiritual wickedness in high places these are forces in the demonic order that your human mind cannot even comprehend or articulate how vast how enormous and how powerful they operate the scope of their influence is so enormous you can't begin to figure it out by trying to unravel it in your human little puny mind but the bible tells us that we are made to seat with christ above those people now I say to people every time that the weakest Christian is greater than the strongest demon. It's not by what you have. It's because of the positioning in Christ. Listen to me. We need to reorder our 
you know, our, 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 our loyalty and our priority and the way that we fear and tremble in the face of evil. Because God has invested all the powers of heaven in the church. We are made to sit with Christ in the heavenly places. I want you to sink into your spirit. The next time you have a nightmare, I am above principalities and powers. The next time the devil try to attack your job, I'm above principalities and powers. I cannot be a God in the earth realm and be acting like a victim. You are not a victim. Listen to me. I am made to sit with Christ in the heavenly places. You, are, you cannot be a victim. You cannot be having pity party around your life. You cannot be acting like all hell let loose and your world is sinking down because you lost your job. You are above principalities and powers. Listen to me. You need to know this position you need to know this this place of authority and this place of power which Christ has given to you and so now this realm is above failure hear me somebody you cannot fail you know why I know you cannot fail because the Bible says for us he is in this world so are we in other words the things that could not happen to Jesus is not allowed to happen to you can I hear somebody say amen to that for as he is in this world, as Jesus lived in the world, so every believer, they have equal power to live and to move as Jesus did. The Bible says, for as the Father has sent me, even so send I you. So even means equal. The same power that is resident in Christ while he lived on earth as 100% God and 100% man that same power on the same degree is at work inside of you for as the father has sent me even so send I you so when the believer who is in the status of Christ on earth begins to shiver and prattle in the face of opposition the devil likes it let me say some of the youth child of God the devil knows that he can do nothing about your position in Christ because he knows you are already there. But he knows he can let you think that you are not there. Because the enemy knows that if you think you are not there, the same impact will happen even if you were never there. So as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if Christ has lifted you up and you think you are down, you are down. If Christ has given you all the powers of heaven and you think you are weak, you'll be weak. If Christ has given you dominion over poverty and you think you're going to be poor, then you're going to be poor. For as the Father has given unto him all things is the fullness of all things, including the Godhead. And so we move in the earth realm like Jesus moved. He called, he called for those things that be not as though they were. We move in the earth realm as Jesus moved. We determine the affairs of this region, of this realm. Because we operate in a higher realm. We operate after a superior order. When we bind on earth, it is bound in heaven. When we lose on earth, my God, it is lose in heaven. I've laid upon your shoulder 
the keys of the house of David. Whatever a child of God who know they are right in Christ, whatever they permit on earth, God says, I will permit it in heaven. You are not allowed to fail. You are not permitted to fall. You are not allowed. It is not possible for your for, for, by the order of your divine new creation identity and realities for you to fail. I'm going to give you today five cogent reasons why you cannot fail. I want to spell it out to you. Number one reason why you cannot fail is because of whom you serve. You serve the almighty God. Oftentimes we lose sight of who we serve. You serve the mightiest of the mightiest. You serve the one who was not created but created all things. The Bible says for in him is, the, is, is, the, is all things comprised in the book of Hebrews. All things start from him and unto him belong all things. You serve the most high God. You do not serve the God of stone and the God of iron and the God of wind, the God of the element. You do not pray to the universe. You pray to the almighty God, the giver of life. The Bible says, praise ye the Lord from whom all blessings flow for every good and perfect gift cometh from above from the father of light hallelujah with him there is no shadow of turning with him where there is no limitation the God who has no beginning who has no end the ancient of days whenever you bow your knees you close your eyes you raise your hands you connect with the highest authority in existence he's greater than the force of immigration he's greater than the power of cancer he's greater than the the force of HIV is greater than the power of the government is greater than all the laws that exist in the water he's the God who make all things he can suspend the rules he can create a new thing if it was not there if there was something in your life that you needed and it was not in existence God has the power to create it so when you are connected to the power of the almighty God who is the beginning and the end the ancient of days tell me how you can fail and the interesting thing is not just that he has the power. The awesome thing is that he loves you. Amen. When I have a God who is so powerful and who loves me, I cannot fail. Amen. We are blind to his greatness. We are blind to his love. We are blind to his generosity. We are blind to his mercy. We are blind to his anointing on our lives. And we think the devil is going to kill us. Who is that devil that will come and try to mesmerize with my children when I'm still alive? Is somebody hearing what I'm saying right now? Who is that person that's going to come to mess up with my own children when I'm still breathing in the earth realm? <laughs> Woe betide that devil that would try it because they have to deal with every ounce of energy, every, 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 every click of the mouse, and every dial of the phone at my disposal. Why? Because I will not let anything evil happen to my precious children. God says, You are mine. Amen. You are mine. He said in Psalm 2, ask of me and I will make, I your father will make the nations your inheritance and the uttermost part of the earth your possession. You are mine. This day have I begotten thee. 
The Bible says, for you are my first son. I shall make thee higher than the kings of the earth. You can't allow Satan to just allow you to continue to live a life of shame, a life of defeat, a life of fear, a life of anxiety, a life of pressure, a life of stress. Every day is stressed. You are stressed in and stressed out. You are afraid of your future. You are afraid of things that have not even happened. You are afraid maybe this roof will collapse. You are afraid of everything. You are afraid of germs. You use too much antiseptic. You are afraid of people. You can't, don't, don't, don't come near me. You are afraid somebody. You are afraid of your car. You go check your car every 10 minutes. Is it still there? You are so, you are frightful. Your life is in pain. You are, the devil is a liar. The most high God is at work in your life. The most holy God. The Bible said by two immutable things that it is impossible. Come on somebody. For God to lie. I love the way the scripture puts it in the book of Romans chapter 8. It said if God be for us, who can be against us? Do you know he's on your side? And that means you are on the winning side. If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, I wish Christians would talk to God more than they talk about the devil. We just always occupy our mouth with, oh, Satan is chasing me. God said, listen, worship me. Sit at my right hand and I will make the devil your footstool. I will make your enemies your footstool. I'm walking in your life. I'm your father and I love you. Listen people, the fear of the devil does not drive me. The love of God drives me. Come on, you miss a good place to give God a big hand of praise, somebody. Come on, you miss a good place to give God a big hand of praise. Some people are driven by the fear of the devil. But some people are driven by love for God. They feel the devil is chasing me. Let run, 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 run. I run to church. The devil is after me. Run, 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 run. Which is after me. Run, 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 run. But some people are driven by love for God. And you cannot be driven by the two at the same time. You have to decide what is driving you. Are you being driven by the fear of the devil or by God's love? The Bible said the love of God compels us. The love of God is a force. The understanding of your relationship with God is higher than anything the devil can do for you. You will get to a point in your life that you know if you fail, God has failed. Because you belong to him. God, you cannot fail. How can you fail? If I fail, you have failed. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and Hezekiah said, how can I die now? Can the stone praise you? Why? Because he knows whom he served. How can I die? How can I die? Listen, if you have no attachment, no connection, no investment, no relationship, no covenant with God, you are playing games. Nothing will protect you. You will fail. See, so when a man comes to you and says, I can never fail, he better have something holding him. God becomes the pillar that your life depends on. So when you tell people, I can't die, you're not just saying it. Because you know something is behind you. You cannot make a brag on an empty stomach. You cannot make a boast on an empty ego. When you are talking 
about your future, you better be sure that you have put something in place. And God is our defense. I love the way David put it. He said, the Lord is our shield. He's a present help in times of trouble. He said, therefore, our heart are not shaken. Even though the mountains, Mandabo Shata, will carry themselves and throw itself in the sea. In these will our hearts be strong. You will get everybody. Let me say something to you. Those that know God and those that do not know God will go through the difficulties of life. But everyone that knows God will know that my back cannot hit the wall. My back cannot fall to the ground. The devil cannot have the last say. This sickness cannot kill me. This disease cannot kill me. This storm shall go. Every affliction shall pass. Every situation will turn around. I'm not just making an empty breath. I've made the Lord my refuge. He's on my right hand. I shall not be moved. The Bible said, let him that boasts, make that boast in the Lord. Make your boast in the fact that God is God and that you know him and that you know him, that you walk with him. That's the number one reason. Nobody that puts their trust in the Lord will be put to shame. David said, I was young, now I'm old. Have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread. It is not possible. It cannot, you won't be the first. You cannot be the first. That God will abandon those that love him, those that serve him. He says, I will honor them. I will increase them and they will not be few. I will bless them and they shall not be small. That is, listen to me. With God, it's not a hearsay, it's a covenant. He said, he will put, the Bible says concerning Abraham, that God, who, who is the highest, he made an oath. He saw to Abraham, he made an oath unto Abraham, and there was no one greater than himself, so he, he, he made an oath by himself. Say, as long as I am God, Abraham, in blessing, I will bless you. Some people will walk to, with God to a level where they say poverty. You cannot come into my life. Disease, you can't come into my life. I've made the Lord my refuge. The most high is my habitation. That is number one reason why you cannot fail. You cannot fail. Number two, because of who you are. Because of the DNA that's inside of your spirit. Not because of your earthly father. But because of your divine identity. The number one thing whom you serve, I call it providence. Number two thing who you are, I call it identity. You cannot fail by the identity of God that's on you. In the realm of the spirit, everybody carries an identity. Who are you in the spirit? The Bible says the demonic in the book of Acts, they said unto, unto the seven sons of Sceva, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? You got to know who you are. See, when you know who you are, then it gives you an edge in this world. I am the salt of the earth. Jesus told them. You know, they don't know who he was. He told his disciples, who do men say that I am? Look at my eyes, everybody. You need to let this truth sink into your spirit. I'm not here to excite you. You need to let this thing sink in your spirit. 
Who do men say I am? Well, they started to give all kinds of good things. It's wonderful to be called Elijah. He called fire down. But he said, I'm not Elijah. It's great to be called Moses, the, 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 the bringer of the law. But I'm not Moses. Who do men say I am? And the Bible says, Paul, I mean, uh, Peter, by the spirit, by the what? Come on, somebody, by the what? He said to him, for thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. So what is the next thing Jesus said? For water, for, for, for flesh and what? And blood has not what? Revealed this to you. But my what? My father. Come and talk to me somebody. My what? So how did he know Jesus? By revelation. You cannot know yourself by looking in the mirror. When you look in the mirror, what you see is your face. That's not you. Come on, somebody. You can't know yourself. You can look in the mirror 24 hours. All you see is your face. Some people don't even like their faces. <laughs> Thank God I like my own face. <laughs> Ask somebody, do you like your face? <laughs> you can look in the mirror all you want to. All you see is your what? Your face. Yes, you see your face, your eyebrow, your lips, your eyes. Your, what is there again? Your nose, your ears. That's all you see. But to know who you are, for you to know who God has called you to be, you have to look in the word of God. That's how you know who you are. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. That's how you know who you are. It is the wish of your father to give unto you the kingdom. You are fire walking. How did I know that? He has made his angel spirit. He has made his ministers flaming fire. He didn't say that you have fire in you. He said you yourself, you are what? Fire. That's how you know who you are. You cannot know who you are by looking in the logbook of the government. They're never going to get it right. They're going to profile you based on your income level. They're going to profile you based on your education. They're going to profile you based on your what? On your status. But you can understand by divine revelation, by looking upon the perfect law of liberty, who God has called you to be. Who are you? I know that you've been broken, but who are you? I know that men might call you something or another thing, but who are you? Have you looked upon the word of God? Have you found your identity in the Bible? God said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I don't know what they called you. I don't know what they did not call you. But this is who you are. Before you were formed in your mother's womb. I knew thee. And Jeremiah listen to me. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah forget about people. Forget about your nationality. Forget about your ethnicity. Forget about your status quo. Forget about your you know, racial preference. Whatever men call you or they don't call you. Jeremiah you are my prophet. That's who God called him. Who are you? Do you know that he says you are the head and not the tail? 
He shall be above only. And not, I wish somebody will wake up every morning rather than look at the mirror and doing makeup. They can look at the mirror and speak to who they, who they see, not to the face, but to the spirit and say, can you hear me, Mr. Man? Can you hear me, Mrs. Woman? You are the head and not the tail. You are a shining light. You have dominion in the earth realm. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. You are a conqueror. You are a winner. You are a millionaire. You are an entrepreneur. You are called to be a light in the world of darkness. You are called to be glory in the world of shame. You are called to be power in the midst of weakness. It doesn't matter what society thinks or say about you. You cannot be broke. You cannot be poor. You cannot be weak. You cannot be sick. You cannot be cast down because greater is he that lives inside of you than he that lives in the world that is who I am I don't care if you don't like it I don't care if you envy it I don't care if you gossip about it but I'm all saying I will let every angel in heaven hear I will let every devil in, in the pit of hell hear the sound of my voice I let every man every woman who cares in my past my present my future I cannot settle I cannot tolerate failure I cannot tolerate mediocrity I am the wisdom of God I am the glory of God I am the blessed of my generation. I am a royal priesthood. I am a chosen nation. I am a peculiar people. I'm called out of darkness into God's marvelous light. That is who I am. I have no apologies. I have. I don't need your permission to fulfill my destiny. To declare who I am. A devil hear me. That is who I am in Christ. That's why you can fail. Did you hear me? People ask me, why do you carry yourself the way you carry yourself? I carry myself the way the Bible says I am. How can you be the head and you are carrying yourself like the tail? <laughs> cowering. Cowering in life. Going through life like a pity party, like a victim. I carry myself with glory. There's just something about me when I walk anywhere, everybody just know that this guy is different. They don't even know. I tell you something, it happens everywhere. I get on the plane, one guy said, can I come and sit beside you? I'm telling you for real, an old man, an old guy, he said, listen, can I come and sit beside you? I just want to, there's something about you I don't understand. He's just, and you don't need to be noisy, just step in the place, the glory of God. The light of God. One of my daughters said to me that she was just walking. She was on the counter. And then somebody said to her, I said, you carry the Holy Spirit. You, wow. She did not say, look at me. I'm the light of the world. No, 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 no. She, she was just living. Just, you carry God. There are people and there are people. How many of you know there are wicked people in this world? Whenever they enter somewhere, everywhere, there is chaos and there is gloom. Every, there is a curse. Some people, they are, there is a curse everywhere they go. They just, you, they just need to shake hands with you. You need to go and pray. Oh, yeah. People like that. You just come your way. That's why the Bible says, lead us from what? From temptation and deliver us from what? Evil. And people are the personification of evil. I am the direct opposite. I'm the personification of light and power. I'm the person. If you shake hands with me, your life is changing. Amen. Who are you? Who are you? The anointing is on your life. Who are you? Do you even know who you are? If you know who you are, you'll never shed one tear again in your life. How can you be shedding tears? Oh, oh, look at my life. What is wrong? Your life it was woven by the hand of God. 
put together by the wisdom of God. And you are complaining up. The devil is a liar. Demons will give an arm and a leg to have your life. Angels will give. They are envious of you. Angels look upon you and they say, What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou thinkest of him. For thou hast made him a little lower than Elohim. That's the word there. Elohim than God himself. He made us a little lower than God himself. And he has put all things under his feet. That's who you are. He has called you to, 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 to reign in this life. The Bible says, for we reign in this life by Christ Jesus. Who are you? You are not a failure. Don't let anybody just harass your life and, and make you to prattle. Any situation, any bill, and you're just confused all over the place. Carry God. I don't show people I'm a pastor. Everywhere I go back, I just step somewhere. It's like, wow, wow. You are different. You are different. What can we do for you? What can we do for you? One time I went in the bank and the, and the guy was just talking to me. He didn't even know who I was. I said, I, I, I think you need to meet the bank manager because it looks to me as if you are one of our important clients. I said, yes. I told you the story of a lady who were trying to get a house. My wife and I, she's a realtor showing us house to house and house to house. And then she stopped and said, you must be working in downtown. And there our church my cloud trail and you know my cloud trail 4515 my cloud trail is just a stone throw from the downtown I say yes I'm walking downtown he said he said, said oil and gas I said yes anointing oil <laughs> And, and the gas is the breath of God, the breath, the breath of God. Anointing oil. The devil is a liar. Who are you? Who are you? You are blessed. You are too blessed to be stressed. Somebody say, oh, man of God, you don't know. Maybe your life is easy. You have no idea. It's just because I know who I am. Know what is happening, but who I am. Who I am. Number three, you need to know why you are here. That's called your purpose. So when you know your purpose, you know you can never fail. Why are you here? That's a third reason. You need to know your purpose. Jesus said, for this cause I came into the world to seek and to save the lost. Everybody has a unique purpose. Early in the ministry of Jesus, he opened the Bible to the book of Luke chapter 4 and he started to read from verse 18 and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Come on somebody. He knew his assignment. He has sent me to bring deliverance to the captive, to heal the sick, to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort them that morning Zion. You know why some people are confused and why they are always prattling in life? Because they don't even know why they are here. And then my Monroe, a blessed memory said, the devil does not have to, you know, one of the ways the devil distracts people is that he takes their own assignment from them and gives them another assignment. And a lot of people are just busy doing another person's assignment. Something that's not even related to your future. You've got to know why you came. Jesus spelled 
out his mission statement. When you go to my boardroom upstairs, you will see my mission statement. You see clearly written out boldly. And those words have been guiding my life for many, many years. I didn't just form them yesterday. For many years, the Spirit of the Lord helped me to articulate, to write down in detail what my life's mission statement is. So I don't do what everybody is doing. Because I cannot do everything. I can only do what I'm called to do. See, Paul the Apostle knew his mission. He said, this one thing I do. He knew what the thing was for him to do. Some people say, oh, man of God, in my former church, this is how we used to do things. Let's do things like that. He said, no, it's not a church. It's a vision. And every vision has its own DNA and blueprint. For you to function in a vision, you need to understand that vision. For your life to be functional, you need to wake up to something every morning that God has put in your spirit. That man is going nowhere who is going everywhere. When you are going everywhere, you are going nowhere. You, everybody call you, please, you, you, you wake up in the morning and Sunday calls you at 8 o'clock and says, say, can you come to my house at, at 11? Sunday I'm on, your, on my, my way. And then at about, about 10 o'clock, you get another call from maybe George and George says, can you come again? And then at, by the time the day is over, you've gone nowhere. You are a jack of all trade, a master of none. There's a destiny locked up in your spirit waiting to be discovered. No, not one child of God is born mediocre. God does not make failures. God does not create losers. God make winners. You got to know who you are. Who are you and what is your assignment? What is your assignment in this world? And when you understand your assignment... You start to tailor your life according to that assignment. Daniel did not eat the king's rich food. Why? Because he knew that those things contained substances that were forbidden by the God of Israel. Pork and all of those things. And it was it, before they served the king, the, 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 the tradition of the Babylonians would first present that food to their god, Dagon, and to their god, the gods they serve, the gods of the land, and they will bless the food and then everyone can eat after the chief priests have eaten and the king will eat and everybody else will eat. It was sumptuous, it was delicious, but it defied who his assignment, I mean who he was and what his assignment was. So he said, how can I eat this kind of food and pollute the anointing of my life? See, when you know where you are going, I mean, what your assignment is, you don't do other people's job. And you are not envious of what somebody else is doing. And a lot of people are doing great things around the world. And I thank God for their, their lives. But nobody can do my own assignment. Because it's my assignment. Nobody can do your own assignment. Nobody can make your money. It's your money. Well, people can make it if you let them. <laughs> Step into your assignment. Step into your calling. People have become millionaires by playing the piano. Just by playing. People have become millionaires by playing the drums. People have become millionaires by writing a book. 
people have become millionaires just by walking. <laughs> Five million dollars. What? I can do that. <laughs> What is your assignment? Just by talking, and people are rich. What is your assignment? You don't have to be envious of somebody. The annoying part is those comedians. <laughs> somebody hear what I'm saying right now? It's so annoying. Somebody is going to come here and make people laugh, and he's two million richer. Stadiums are packed out because people want to go and laugh. If you want to laugh, just put the laughing gas and laugh. <laughs> laugh why you go and pay somebody to laugh and they are co comedians are millionaires just because they do what when they did the movie called um, I think Air Force One a man called I think Tom Hanks or so he he featured as the president if I'm correct in that movie huh Tom Harrison Ford pardon me and he made about hundred and forty million dollars and the president of the United States of America in a year makes about eight hundred thousand dollars so the man who pretend to be president <laughs> come on somebody the man who pretend to be president makes more money than the actual president and he did it for three months and this one will be a president for eight years. He made more money pretending to, faking to be president for three months. And the president for eight years put all his income together. He didn't come close. What is your assignment? What is your purpose? What are you waking up to every morning? The devil is a liar. What are you walking closer to every day? Pressing hard. That's why some people have time to gossip. They have time to complain. Because they have no assignment that's driving them. Come on somebody. When you wake up to something so crucial. You, every minute for me counts. Every minute. Sometimes when I'm doing something I want to rush out real quick. Next. Because there's so much to do. So much. That I've discovered I must do. I must die empty. Why are you here? Number four, you need to know where you are going. It's called destination. When you know why you are here, you know where am I going? Where am I going? You might be here, but God says you don't belong here. Destiny and ass every assignment is, has its own zip code. Your assignment is geographical. Your assignment will function in a place. Either physical geography or a particular height, a, a particular level that God wants you to go. But you got to know it. This is where God told me to go. This is the height the Spirit of the Lord told me to attain. You got to press hard towards that place. I'm pressing hard towards the mark of the calling of God. Paul said, I'm pressing hard towards somewhere. Where are you going? Where are you going? 
I'm not satisfied with where I am. Tell somebody, say, I'm not satisfied with where I am. Because this is not my destination. Come and tell somebody, say, this is not my destination. I'm going somewhere. I'm going to some amazing places. Look at my eyes, everybody. I'm God has called you to go to some amazing places. Come on, somebody. You might be here. You don't belong here. You're going somewhere. There's a destiny in the womb of your spirit. There's a future. There's a goal. There's a trophy. You got to aim towards it. You're going global. You're going international. You're going intercontinental. The world is going to hear your voice. The world is going to see God moving you and through you. I'm not stopping here. There is more. When you reach a point and everybody say, wow, see what you've done. You say, you have no idea. You raise the bar again. Because this is not where you're going. You're going higher. Some of you are listening to me right now. And you're going to have your own stores in all the major cities of Canada. See, when I hear faith, I did not even hear faith in that amen. Some say, really? Amen. <laughs> really? I heard all the stuff. Okay, amen. That's not faith. When you know God is going to do it, when you hear that, yes, Lord, that's me. Amen. But it's a, amen. <laughs> you know where God is taking you. Though thy beginning was small, Thy latter end shall greatly increase. I know where I'm going. Look at some say, I know where I'm going. Do you know that God will continue to juggle your relationships until you get to where you are going? Is somebody hearing what I'm saying right now? Sometimes you enter into a circle and then as you continue to press hard in the calling of God for your life, boom, 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 you outgrow that circle. Has it happened to somebody right now? Have you ever had a, a, a group of friends, you sit amongst them, and everything they say does not interest you? Are you with me, somebody? You're like, you guys are just weird. Can you talk about something else? Can we talk about... And everybody is so vain and so shallow. You're like, oh, God Almighty, deliver me from this circle. And, and you know, sometimes you, it's better to walk alone than to walk with some people. Come on, somebody. So, so, sometimes you are better an ego that soars alone than to peckle with chickens and duckings and say, you know what? I, I, I think there's just something uh, that's not clicking in my spirit with this click of friends. How many of you know that there are some people, the moment that they just try to connect with you, you're like, oh, Lord, deliver me from evil because this is a total waste of my time and my anointing. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying right now? Because where I'm going is too much, hallelujah, for this level of drama. Can I talk to somebody right now? Because God is calling you to step into, and, and, and you could have been there a few years ago, but right now I can't just fit into this circumference anymore because there's something higher and there's something greater that's calling me and I've got to keep pressing forward until I get to another level. And when you get to that level and your life is lonely, but that is the time where you need to build your spirit so that when you 
grow, when you get to the point, the people that you taught, you need to get their endorsement and have them autograph the books. They're going to be the one that says, we are so happy to meet you. We've heard about you because failure is an offer. The success has relatives everywhere. When you are successful, you have a brother in every country. You have a sister in every culture. Everybody around the world wants to associate with you. But when you fail, even your own father will say, are you sure you are my son? But God said, this is your year. Somebody shout yes! Please sit down. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta know who you, where you're going. You gotta know it, and you know where you're going. You cannot allow yourself to settle here. Mm-hmm. Says somebody, I ain't settling now. I'm not settling. It's not possible. It's not possible. Uh, I, I've, I've noticed. Let me just bless you in a minute before I go to the next thing, and then we close for tonight or this morning. Uh, is that great people? They just have a, a very striking similarity. Even if they have never met each other before, they have striking what? They have striking similarities. They, they, they think alike. They talk alike. They behave alike. I, I met my mentor one time and we just talked in the hotel, Bishop David Oedipo. And by the time we spoke for seven minutes, he looked at me and said, Ha, ah, Bible, I miss you. <laughs> Because the way we were talking, like, oh my God, you just, he said, I remember, you just remind me of myself. Great people, they think alike. And you know something about failures? They look alike. Hallelujah, they talk alike. There can be a failure in Asia and there's a failure in Africa. They've never met each other, but the day they meet, they sit down and like, ah, bro, it's like uh, we are the same mother from, a brother from another mother, from the mother of failure. So wherever they talk, everybody, they enjoy each other's company. They just love it. And then you meet, you meet successful people. People come from halfway around the world, people from different culture. They, they stay in the same room. They are successful people. They're doing business, networking. Everybody think the same thing, talk the same thing. Everybody have the same mindset. Everybody's walking in the same principle. They are talking about success, talking about vision, talking about motivation, talking about discipline, talking about about goal setting, talking about the parameters of, of success. But you see that when a failure comes in the midst of successful people, it's like, they are, they're all too proud. <laughs> what good do they think they are? But when a successful person, that's why some ladies, they can't settle for some kind of man. Can I talk to real people right now? Because, because you're, I know you're trying to get married, but come on, guy, come on. Somebody told me, say, I know I want it, but not this low, not this low. <laughs> I ain't going this low. This is not working. Are you kidding me? He does not stimulate my mind. He does not trigger my spirit. He does, uh-huh, I'm talking to somebody right now. He does not drive my destiny. I want it, but uh-uh, I ain't going this low. That devil is a liar. I'd rather be single, glory to God, than to go this low. And, and, and so you got to know where, where you're going. Where, where you're going. Where you're going. Uh, you don't have to compromise to be happy. Just stick to who God has called you to be. Because you are an answer to somebody's prayer. You are an answer to somebody's question. That's why you cannot fail. 
because I'm propelled by a higher order and a further destination. Can I hear somebody right now? Amen. The last thing is because of what you carry, what you carry, and that's your weapon. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. That's why you can fail. Because of what you carry, you carry the weapons of the spirit. Because of the anointing on your life, greater is he that lives in us than he that is in the world. Because you walk in the flesh, but you do not walk after the flesh. Because of the, of the grace of God on your life, that's why you can fail. In other words, you have an advantage and a winning edge in the competitive world. Because of the oil of gladness on you. So you cannot fall under the status quo or you cannot live under the radar. You cannot operate beneath the excellence of God's anointing on your life. The anointing is a magnifying lens that makes something small big. The anointing is like a fertilizer. When you pour a fertilizer on the sand, on the seed, it blossoms. It explodes. When you become an anointed mistral, when you step on the instrument you, and you strike the chord, we're like, wow, something happened to me. It's not your gift. It's the oil on your life. Amen. When you are anointed to write, you just say A, B, C. And people read it and they start to, to shed tears. Say, so like, wow, that, that's so powerful. You're anointed to sing and then you sing a normal chord. People are like, whoa, whoa, this is so great. You're an anointed businessman. You just never miss it. You always walk in the right place at the right time because the steps of the good man are ordered by God. When you know the weapons at your disposal, the weapons of prayer, the weapons of faith, the weapons of the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation, the speaking in tongues, you can use that force to win. So when you combine all these forces that I talked about, you now see why failure can never come near you. Let me say something to you. Regardless of how anointed you are, or how great you are, or how formidable you are, Satan will still try you. Do you know that the devil tried Jesus? Jesus said, that the prince of this world came to me, but he found nothing in me. Satan will still try to unsettle you. Satan will still try to, don't worry about it, thank you sir. He will still try to take you out. But these weapons, when they come together, who you serve, who you are, where you are going, why you are here, and what you carry. When you know these things, it now becomes available to you. And then you take them and use them. So you can have everything, but if you don't employ them, you can still fail. So have this whole thing, a Bible says, haven't done all to stand, you stand therefore. I'm standing my ground because this is my year. Everybody stand up to your feet. Everybody stand up to your feet. Give God a big hand, everybody. 